Reset. Pretty cool. All right. Are you ready? Do you have to pee? I don't think so. Let's go. We got it. All right. If you do, hold it. Welcome to the One More Up podcast. We take you beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modingo with Bit. Yeah. Welcome to the One More Rep Podcast. We take it beyond the barbell. I'm your host, Modinga. With me is Pablo Broscobar. <laughs> he went with it. I had to think about it for a second. Yes, Pablo Broscobar. Yeah. Keeping it real. Bro. Owning islands. What, uh, net worth of $59 billion at the time of his death? We just looked that up. Yeah, hashtag no big deal. Hashtag NBD. <laughs> 59 large. Bro. It's a couple nickels. What would you... What, what would you even do with $1 million? Invest it. What, scratchers? Huh? In scratchers? The market. It's booming. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, buy, buying... Uh, what'd you do with a million dollars, Jenna? Multiple things. First, I would get... Buy a million dollar house. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even <laughs> I'd want... buy a million dollar scratchers. <laughs> I wouldn't want that big of a house. I feel like it would be freaky a little bit, like living in a huge, ginormous... Yeah, but you could buy, like, a tiger... What? You get rid of Rocky and just have a pet tiger. No, if I had a million dollars, I could just have a trainer that would to, just to walk put around him your pet tiger. Yeah, no, that would yeah my pet tiger Rocky, my dog. <laughs> Anyways, and then I would obviously give some. And who'd you give it to? I don't know, like foundations and stuff. What the Jenna Fisher Foundation? Yeah, it's a pillory. What. <laughs> And then I would make sure that my family is taken care of, even though they're mean to me. Nope. None for you, Glen Coco. Oh, my. Who's Glen Coco? It's from Mean Girls. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound good. And, it's, it's not even Wednesday. She's, and four she's for Gretchen pink. Wieners. <laughs> That's messed up. So I'd give you, I'd give you at least 50 grand. Yeah, right. So you can get a new camera. Absolutely. I'd give you fifty thousand. I give Mo fifty thousand too. That's like that's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. It's like a penny. Well, I only have a million, so I'm giving you. Oh, I'm giving a pretty good percentage. If you think about it. Oh, cool. I feel oh. really more important. Fifty grand. You wouldn't. Okay. Let me lay out fifty thousand dollars in ones and yeah, change your mind. Singles, what would you do yeah. with the rest of it? Invest it. All of it. Absolutely. You wouldn't buy anything cool. You wouldn't. Not buy right it. away. I would. I would. Would take you? A, would, I would, would take you a buy draw. a box at. Uh, for the Browns? No. Sideline? No. No? Nope. <laughs> well, he's fucking boring, guys. Sorry. Wow. I would do nothing fun with it. I would, but I'm not going to. I don't. You could literally, I could take out fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000. Yeah, but what would you do with it? Invest it and then just blow the shit out of that money. I'd pay off all the debt, obviously. Oh, yeah. That's first and foremost, which is really nothing. So yeah, yeah if like, you have a million bucks, I mean, none of us in this room have enough debt to where paying it off. Well, Jenna has student loans. I, mean, oh, well, I, okay. say, I, got, I might have like $2 left for a taco at Taco Bell. By the time you're done paying your student yeah. loans. Yeah. If you had $1 million, what would you do? Pay off my, pay student, my student loans, loans. and, and then, have what else? one taco. What else? Buy a taco. <laughs> it's about all this From left. Taco Bell. <laughs> On Tuesday when they're $2 tacos. Yeah. Fucking Naviant. <laughs> they're the worst. Yeah. Student loans. That's a sign. How's of that bitch. degree working for you? <laughs> hey, it's fine. I have something to fall back on. You No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. But you're not going to fail at photography, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty easy. You point and shoot. 
That's, a, yeah, yeah, that's all you got to do. <laughs> that's the one good thing. I mean, for as, as much of a pain in the ass the military had has been to me in the past, like the fact that I got three degrees out of it, yeah, well, four oh, degrees yeah. out of it, and I probably only had to pay for books. Guys, yeah, I heard on the I can't absolutely complain about that. I heard on the radio that you... Who listens to the radio? Sometimes I do if I'm charging my phone or something. Sorry, I'm not bougie and can just Bluetooth in my... <laughs> Anyways, I heard that you could be a police officer for one year and then... And pay they, off your student debt? Pay off your student debt, and I honestly thought about it for a second. I'd do it. You would not be a good cop. She could be a dispatcher. Brittany, hook her up. She could definitely not be a dispatcher. Yeah, really? but Brittany said that you have to work there for so many years. Do her anxiety year. would be... Maybe it would help. To be put in really anxious situations where people we put are dying? In, what if we put her in the armory? I'll be honest, guys. I would just be shooting people. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we could put her in the armory. Cleaning weapons all day. You know, doing a we- you know, checking weapons functions. Not my weapon. <laughs> I'll stay with the dope. <laughs> <laughs> She'll work if, in the evidence room. If, if Jenna was going to be a cop, I could see the only possibility would be a canine. And that's it. Like I would be the canine? <laughs> no. no. I'm just kidding. Yeah. They're Th- that'd be about it. That'd be like, that'd be about it. Possibly. Dog handler? I think, yeah. She could do it. Yeah, but if something happens to my dog, I will die. Do you, how does it work with dogs in the civilian side? Does the same dog stay with the same handler the whole, if you, as long as you're with that same precinct or whatever? Pretty sure. Okay. I mean, that's a pretty big investment for law enforcement. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, so. like, I know for us, for the military, like... But that's Nick. Nick, he's a dog handler. Our so. dogs that wash out go to local mm-hmm. law enforcement yeah. because... It's I a different need. Yeah, the, yeah, you don't need dogs to attack people mm-hmm. as much as you do in the military. Look up Mike Ritlin. Um, yeah, we he, talked about him. Yeah, so yeah. he does. He talks about that. He, Have you tried to look up adopting one of those dogs, mm-mm. dude? It's almost as hard as adopting a human. Hmm. Yeah, I bet. I well, I cried watching one not that long ago where the canine was retiring and like the cop was like sending him yeah. off or something. I was like, oh they my did the God. last radio call for him. Yeah, yeah, I literally tear up. That's so. Funny. I think I've mentioned it before, but the worst military funeral I've ever been to was one for a dog. Man, oh my god, it. that was so horrible! It was while it was on my last deployment. See, I'm getting a little jacked up thinking about it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that was by far Jake was his name. That was the most like gut wrenching funeral I've ever been to. Wow! Oh yeah, well, they save a lot of lives, dude. Absolutely. I like dogs better than people too. Well, so. most people like dogs better than people. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like Wally's got that one shirt. Dogs are my best friend. Seriously, though. <laughs> All right. Even though mine bite me, it's fine. But don't blame them. People that don't bite, don't Patreons. Love you. Good God, no Patreons. Jenna. Well, and they don't love oh. you too, I guess. If you don't, I mean, bite, there, you there's don't a market love. for that stuff, I guess. But you know, yeah, it's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> responsible okay. of you know, I saw a meme. It was like Asia, or Japan responsible for sixty percent of the world's weirdest shit since nineteen forty or something <laughs> like so that. And I was true. like, that's. I looked at. It, I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't defend that. That's my, my people come up with some weird shit. Monica said she went to this Japanese karaoke. Oh, bar the karaoke right? joint. Yeah, with I'm the, gonna go. I had the robots serving. Yeah, that dropped the drinks out of the ceiling. Well, what, what, did you go to one when you were in Japan? No. Oh, dude. But uh, the karaoke joints in Japan are so much better than. I was like, it what else the did the robots do for you? <laughs> like, <laughs> Because you know them Japanese, like them freaky ass, yeah. like porn bots. My, my people, I, I like yeah. I said, they're, 
There, there's many things I can defend. Freak action. There's it's a robot. There's though. many things I can defend about my my culture, and there's many things I just absolutely cannot. They eat the weirdest <laughs> shit, and they got some weird stuff, man. So, patrons, what you got there? R two D two. Um, Michaela Braddock. <laughs> I'll take that. That's a hard one. I'll give you. That's a hard one. Monica Christian. Wow. Ching. Ching. Um, Lavana Hollifield. <laughs> Stephen Liptak. This is getting worse, guys. Adam Bowen. Ching. Here's your moment of silence. David Luke Grop. You gotta do something better. I don't remember, David. <laughs> Meg Mayhem. As she looks it up. Oh. oh Whoa. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. The whole goal is for me not to have to edit. Sorry. We don't really have to edit it. I mean, we're all adults here. We know what that means. Um, Ryan Burgai. You got to get a better gun sound, man. Work on that, please. Okay. Jerry Ricciardi. <laughs> Linda Blair. Uh, Gareth Crowther. <laughs> You're so late to the game. <laughs> I had to get my dude. My digits got to warm up. Yeah. Oh, he didn't warm up. Brody Mays. <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> See, you practice that. You can tell the ones you practice. And Rick Terry. Patreon's keeping it moving, man. You got another swag box. Yep. Joiner. Michaela. Yeah. And okay. everybody should have got their last box by now. Yep. Question mark. Um. Nope. No. Well, Gareth, he'll be about a month. No, from I didn't. Now. Send the, I didn't send the guys out yet. I just put Jamie and Lavana's out. Oh, okay. Um, local delivery. Yeah, they're local. I had to get like one more thing for the guys' boxes because we got some stuff for. Extra for the girls, but we only had stuff for the girls and not the guy. So shocker, she tips the female pizza driver here, but not the male pizza driver. Shout not out. my fault. Shout out Adam. Yeah, but they'll have received it probably by the time they get this. So or maybe Adam has student loans he can pay off. Gareth. <laughs> wow. Shout out Gareth. Hope uh, hope you, I hope, might. hope hope everything's uh calming down down there. Um, but stay safe, brother. Uh. This week's episode, we kind of talk about this stuff routinely through sprinkled throughout multiple shows. We had two people. It was Eric and Klaus. Yep. And then Jamie, they both requested a goal setting. So I was like, well, let's do it. Okay. Goal setting. Goal setting. Goal setting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like a bad echo. A bad echo? Bad yeah. echo. Starting, oh geez. <laughs> um, starting off this episode with a quote from the Duke, a.k.a. John Wayne. True courage is being scared and settling up anyway. Yeah, I think I've heard this rephrased uh, 
being scared but still doing something about it. You know, something to that effect. That's hard. Yeah. Why? Or acknowledging the fact that you're fair, that you're, you know, in a fearful situation, but still acting on that situation. Because you're human. You got fight or flight, yo. <laughs> yo. Hey, what's up, gangster? We've been talking about gangsters, so. So, goals. Um, we've talked about goals before. And I, I know I mentioned the using, like, the smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, um, real-time based are we are real are realistic and time based um, but how do we determine your goals and what are achievable right so the first thing you have here is look at where you're at and what is it you want to achieve yeah I mean it's pretty straightforward <laughs> <laughs> I think so so how to determine your goals and which are achievable I think where people fail is they don't identify the thing that they actually need. They like, just, it's just like this amorphous I get, goals. I want to get stronger. I want to get stronger. Okay. okay. <laughs> can you I want to be... get faster. Can, Ooh, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. You can do that. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> right. So you got, I think you got to look at where you're at. Okay. Okay. I want to get stronger. Okay. Because I'm weak coming out of the hole. Okay. All right. Now we can address something. Yeah, that's a little bit more specific. Right. So I'm losing... As soon as I come out of the hole of a squat, I'm mass taters, right? And uh, what do you want to achieve, right? So if I want to get stronger, come out of the hole, what's that going to equate to? Stronger squat, right, mm -hmm. overall. So uh, gymnastics, being a better person, staying on your nutrition. Those are all the kind of things I think are pretty general, right? Mm -hmm. Gymnastics, Mo. We yeah. already know Mo loves his gymnasties. Yes, I do. Thicknastics. Uh, being a better person, Jen is still working on that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Staying on your nutrition. And Jenna's still working on that. I'm kidding on that one. The third one I was definitely not kidding on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about those, Mo? I, those are pretty general, right? I, I think within our community, those are probably things that, I mean, the being a better person, I think we can all, you know, work on that. But those other pieces, the... Staying on your nutrition, definitely. Uh, strength, gymnastics. Um, well, think about what you just said. We can all work on that, but what... Mo is saying, man, I could be better, but why aren't you? What's... What's, what's stopping me What's from stopping me? you? What, like, what's your biggest hang-up? Like, are you too big of a dick, or... Yeah, you saying, are. <laughs> I can't believe she said about you, Mo. <laughs> nope, talking about you. <laughs> you eyeball me. Well, I think for, well, let's take that one for specifically, uh, the being a better person. I think, well, you kind of have to be introspective enough to acknowledge the fact that you might not be a good person. Right. Uh, how can you change if you don't? If you don't know, yeah. You don't know what you don't know. We, we talk about that routinely. Well, I want to squat heavy, but I don't realize that I'm losing it in the bottom until I either realize it or discover it or someone tells me. So, you know, in, in that, yeah, that's a little bit more objective because- you go to squat and you can't get up. Okay. That means I need to get stronger at squatting. Okay. But what's prohibiting you from doing that? Is it technique? Is it strength? Do you have some sort of uh, deficiency, uh, structural deficiency? Uh, have, you you not been, have you not been coached properly? Do you, yeah. Are you just not muscling through it? Yeah. yeah. There's being a myriad a, of things. Right. So being a better person, there's a lot of things that could be as well. Absolutely. So you got to be able to identify that. Jenna is, like I said, she can't identify what's really the 
keep her from being a better person. So we're a work in progress. Oh, I can. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense, right? Like you got to look at where you're at and what you want to achieve. I think that's where goal setting kind of gets a bad rap. Like, oh, I want to accomplish. I want to go to CrossFit Games. Well, so does everybody yeah. else. Do no. you want to judge? Do you want to be media? Do you want to sit in the bleachers? But they're skipping the whole process. Like, it's a goal, right? And I think that's the question was, in which are achievable? Mm-hmm. Would you, okay, would you say that every goal is achievable that you set? No. Okay. Well, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah, ooh, that was a quick answer. I expect that from Jenna. I, I would say no. In the, if you're talking from the frame that you, of which you're speaking where the steps to that goal are not thought out, then yes. Uh, going, I'm, I want to go to CrossFit Games. Bad. Ten years ago when I thought about, you know what, maybe I can make it to the CrossFit Games as a Masters for about <laughs> 15 minutes, I, that was something that I actually thought about. The first actualization was that everybody that's going to be in that category in 10 years is already beating you is already beating me today. (laughs) (laughs) And guess what? It's going to be the same dudes. We're just going to be 10 years older. You're just hoping they fall like die off. (laughs) I hope hope they quit. Or like we were talking about less, our last episode (laughs) where they just give up on the passion. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Jenna? Do you think that (laughs) any goal that you set is achievable? Okay. Yes. But also no, because I was just thinking about the millionaire thing. Like, okay, say that your goal is to be a millionaire yep, or to be rich. But like, what if you don't know how to get there? What if you don't know the steps to take? Cause like, if you knew the steps then you would just already be doing it to reach uh, that goal. Not necess- well, okay. You would be trying to do it, but just because you know the steps doesn't mean you're going to do you the proper, you're going to do the work, right? A lot, a lot of, here's the thing. Everybody wants to start a small business, right? Or every, if everybody, if you want to start a business, Go ahead, mm-hmm. right? It's but, real easy. You can do it in 15 minutes. I can help you. Absolutely. Yeah. But who are the ones that fail? The ones who don't grind. Mm-hmm. Like Matt Plapp, he shared a really cool illustration yesterday. Had uh, two guys, I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. it. One was digging a hole. Yeah. And he'd dig it for like, you know. Five uh, minutes. Five minutes to go to another hole. Five minutes. And yeah. There's another guy on the other side. He just, he's digging. The same the, hole. Same yeah. hole. Digging Grinding. deep. Digging yeah. deep. Digging deep. And the guy who is trying to find the shortcut with the small holes, he walks over. He's like, "Oh man, just give up on that. I've, I've been, I've already tried that." Mm-hmm. And he hits, he hits the goal, the, you know, pay dirt. the, the pay dirt, yeah. right? People in the small business, they give up way too easy. I know, you know, Jenna could probably even talk about that. She, there's times where she's in that pivotal year, right? Year one, two, one is kind of like everything goes fast. Year two is like you have some sort you of expe- know a little bit. You, yeah. you have some. You start getting expectations, yeah. right? I, okay, I am doing this. Year three, you're like, I, I need to do this because I need this money. Year two is like, shit, I've been, I've been undercharging way too much. <laughs> that, that was my year two. I was like, fuck, I was giving this shit away. <laughs> so you, you've had help. Someone's helped, <laughs> someone's helped you a little bit. That never gets credit, but I don't need credit. Really? You don't? No. Okay. But um, even because I had help too. I, I was, I was given people really helped me with saving pitfalls. Right. And that's good. And I think that as long as you can pass that on, that's what's pivotal. But even though I can, I could tell Jenna everything that I know and give her every advice, advice point that I have learned. Right. But if she doesn't execute that or she ignores it, now she's running the risk of failing. Right. Or falling in those pitfalls. Mm -hmm. 
right? It's not that I know everything, but what I do know is like, hey, this is what I did and it wasn't successful. And we have two separate businesses, right? But there are probably some things that bleed over. I think so. Yeah, I think so. With her being that, this is year three, right? Yeah, you're three, almost four. Three years. So what you what do you think has been the hardest part of year three? I mean, I don't know. Like you said, I guess like last year is like I saw so much growth at one time. So I was like, holy shit, I'm like making it. <laughs> like it's, it's funny because my year two was like that too. Like my year one, I had like, I don't know, let's say seven gigs. Mm-hmm. Year two, it was like 20. And I was like, oh shit, here it goes. You know, the Mo train's rolling into town. Yep. And then year three kind of like. But you're not, you're telling me you didn't expect that? You didn't expect that growth? I, I feel like you still question yourself. I only didn't expect yeah. that growth because I wasn't spending on any, any money on advertising or mm-hmm. marketing. It was all word of mouth, you know, friend of a friend, because I'm kind of like Jenna where I kind of need to like the people that I'm working with. Absolutely. I'm talking about my DJ business guys here, not my government contracts. Mm. Um, <laughs> I kind of like, I, I have to like the people I'm working with because if I'm going to invest as much time as I know I'm going to, yep. I have to know that you're going to return my calls, return my emails, you know, meet me when you say you're going to meet me. Because if it's just, if it's just going to be transactional, I really don't want to be part of that because I'm looking at the long game yep. where you weren't the I, guy. You weren't the guy making a bunch of small holes. No, exactly. I'm am d- digging deep because I want to do that person's wedding, and then when their cousin has their sweet sixteen, I want to do that. And then when your parents have their fiftieth anniversary, I want to do that. Right. And then you know when your aunt's kid has their prom, you know I want you to mention them to me. I mean I'm looking to get wide instead yeah. of you know. So. No, I didn't really. But when it did, I was like, oh shit, you know. All right, here it comes. You know, and like start you know, making it rain or making it drizzle at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then year three came around and it was like, not as not near about the same amount of gigs, which kind of surprised me. That did surprise me because I thought it was just going to keep growing on itself (laughs) and it didn't. Yeah. (laughs) But again, not spending any money on marketing or advertising with the exception of business cards and just making a handful of phone calls. So what about you? Yeah. I mean, kind of the same thing. I'm like in the, I haven't really like grown a ton, but also I'll like compare myself to other people who are doing the same thing and they're like, you know, making over like six figures or something, Mm -hmm. literally doing the same thing. And then you're like, what am I doing wrong? Then I'm like, well, maybe I'm not meant to do this. Like maybe I'm not going to grow anymore because if like I'm not making it rain or anything. I'm making okay money, but I don't, it's not enough. I'm not content with where I'm at. And I don't want to live in that. But you're so, not stopping, are you? Right? No, I'm not. But right. it, at the same time, you're like, maybe I should just stop and then like get a different job. Like, I don't know. I have all those doubts. It's not that I didn't have them before, but I feel like I do more now just because I have grown, but I'm not grow- I'm not continuously growing. Because when you, when you are growing, you're like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And now that it's just stagnant, you're like, well, shit, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I know this is about goal setting, but I mean... When she tells me stuff like that, it drives me nuts. She's like, well, I'm not growing. I'm like, well, you're not gaining experience. You're not going to learn something today that you're going to apply tomorrow. Mm. You're growing financially. If you think growing as a business is 
all it's financial. Always about, it's always about money. It can't be about money. Absolutely. You have to be able to support your business, mm-hmm. right? You have to be able to make a certain amount of money and you want to see growth, right? But <clears throat> what she's learning today, the hardships of people canceling weddings, mm-hmm. um, which that hurts. That hurts. Right? Oh, because I, yeah. I had that happen to me. and I literally have had three this year do that. And, and, and what was your mindset, right? What was your mindset? When I you, just wanted to give up because it's like I'm pissed off. I'm mad. I, like I understand that whatever their reason is is their reason. <laughs> but you're like, what does it have to do with me? Yeah, right. and I'm like, I turned down gigs hell? for you people. Like I'm yeah. counting on that money, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to be getting. Like yes, I got your down payment, but I'm not going That's to. That's only a fraction of it. Yeah, but still, three years ago, right? This is where you lose sight, and we can move on to the next part. But <laughs> three years ago, if I say, hey Jenna. In three years, you're going to be able to have your own business and support yourself doing what you love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you down? Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm down. But now that she has it, she's saying, oh, I want to quit because someone canceled Can't, their wedding. Yeah, someone decided oh, not my to get God, married. I yeah. suck. They signed up with me and they realized how much I suck. They went with bro. I, I can't believe they went <laughs> Brody over me. I mean, I didn't tell her I drastically undercut her, but <laughs> but you, you have the self-doubt. But three years ago, you'd been... She would have been all about, if mm. I said, hey, you're going to make, this, I, I could yeah. say, hey, it, you're going to make this much money and you're going to do it, what, doing what you love. Are you down? Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But now that she's making that much money, doing what she loves, she's ready to quit. So when you set these goals, right? I think sometimes goals, she has to have goals as a business. Mm-hmm. You have to have goals in life. You have to have goals in CrossFit. But you got to understand that every goal can be achievable. If you look at the problem, once you've diagnosed it and you said, okay, this is what I need to do to fix it. Okay. From that point on until it's accomplished, you do everything to fix it and then you cross it off. Then you're on to the next goal. So I think the only ones that aren't achievable are me saying, oh, hey, or someone just starts CrossFit. I want to go to CrossFit games. That's, that's not necessarily unrealistic, right. but there's a lot of smaller goals you need to knock off before. Have you ever done CrossFit before? No, but I, I think it looks really, I've seen it on uh, Netflix and I definitely think I can do it. I remember do. one, Same. one cat came in and was like, yeah, I want to go to the CrossFit games. Oh, cool. I want to be like Richard Froning. <laughs> Richard. I'm like, who else? Richard Froning. <laughs> talking birth- about his dad? <laughs> it's his birth name. <laughs> but dude, who the hell calls him Richard? But that's point, right? I think. <laughs> You know, like we you can literally know nothing. <laughs> you can have those goals and they can be achievable. If mm-hmm. you, if you overshoot though, they uh, will not just, you know, the whole, how do you need an elephant? You know, one bite at a time, one bite at a time. Yeah. yeah. Having those small, uh, cause even psychologically, you're talking about having these smaller goals that lead up to that larger goal. Psychologically checking those little things off the list will help you build confidence yeah. as you get to that higher, higher arching goal. And if you want, if we'll play devil's advocate here or kind of the other side of the coin here, if you tell me I have to eat an elephant one day, that's impossible. You're now setting a goal that cannot be achieved. Mm-hmm. But if it's how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah, I'm going to eat I'm that gonna, bitch. I'm going to eat it, yeah. Right? Period. No, it's not in a 24-hour period. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, now, a cow, I could probably do a cow because I love some steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... I, I Darn it, I forgot I told you to bring that I know, damn deer. it's your damn fault. Yeah. <laughs> the next, I'm just glad you remembered the podcast. <laughs> next one is strength. Um, we talked about that a little bit, you know, just saying I want to get stronger. That's that's a very it's a very nebulous goal. 
uh, I've heard it so many times though. But I think because people again don't know what they don't know, just coming in with a very blanket answer of I want to get stronger. Yep. Okay, well where and I think <laughs> you have it here, you know. Pretty simple. What are your max what, what's, what's your max? max? <laughs> <laughs> And, go, and I laugh so much because it, it, that that's such a simple question and such a simple data point. You can do one rep max anytime. <laughs> and it was like, well, I think it's, uh, well, my five rep is, I said, no, what's your one rep max? Well, well, the last time I tested yeah, it, I was gonna say, yeah. it was. When's the last time you did one two, rep max? About five years ago. It was 225. I was like, okay. So when's the last time you did that? Ah, about three years ago. When I was ago. in high school. <laughs> like, all right, so you want my, to get, my senior year in college at Duke. <laughs> you want to get stronger, but you don't know your max, right? Mm-hmm. So how can you even start to get stronger if you don't have that information? Yeah. Let's start off with some very simple data points. Yeah, and a uh, you've talked about them before, like you you say something about competition maxes, but just have making sure you have an accurate current current. I think is what you said a current one rep max of X. Yeah, I mean it's pretty simple. Though. Yeah, like. You think that people would have that, but I guess how we do it here, and then you get people who aren't a part of that system where they don't test max. Mm-hmm. They don't test. They don't test they max don't te- loads frequently, or they don't test a single rep max, like a five by five or whatever. Or yeah, someone will be like, "Well, I feel really weak." I'm like, "What well, we do for strength?" Oh, we really don't. We don't do strength. Uh, I do yoga. <laughs> Or uh, we'll back squat every once in a while. Like, well, what's every once in a while? Whenever it's on the whiteboard. About once a a month. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, there's a problem, right? Diagnosed. Yeah. Um, Yeah, do you have current maxes? Um, Yeah, if you don't have an accurate data point from which to establish your new goal of strength, how can we tell if you're getting stronger? And let's add on to what I was talking about doing, uh, coming out of the hole, right? So mm-hmm. you said, hey, I want to get stronger. My max is 225, front squat. Okay, cool. Your weakness is now, you've told me, is coming out of the hole, you lose it in the bottom position. Mm-hmm. Now we have even more information, right? Mm-hmm. So setting goal setting isn't really just about like, oh, hey, I want, you can't make it so broad. Okay, my max is 225. I tested it two months ago, mm-hmm. and every time I fail, it's when I come out of the hole. Let's, see, come out what, of the yeah. Let's okay. see what you look like. Cool. So, see the video? Yep, you're definitely losing it there. Now I have something. I'm putting you on a pause front squat program. We're going to make that. Now big. you're diagnosing the, the challenges affiliated with that person not being able to come out of the hole. Which it comes up. How do you determine your goals and how to, which are achievable? Well, now I've determined my goal. I've diagnosed the issue and now I'm setting up a way to make it achievable, right? So we'll put you on pause front squat program. Uh, I promise you that it, it's going to suck. It'll literally rip the soul out of your body. I'd say it's one of our worst cycles that we do. Um, but what you're going to get from that is your goal. And that is to have a stronger front squat, right? And you have a bigger goal. Well, why do you want your front squat to go up? Because I want my clean to go up. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Now you have another goal. It's achievable. Now you're going to be able to hit two birds, one stone. Now you're like, well, man, my clean technique sucks. Yeah, there's sucks. a lot more transferability with that front yeah. squat. Yeah. My clean technique sucks. Okay, well, what we'll clean that up, and then you're going to be able to even increase that one. Now you talk about different types of training cycles here. 
like sometimes athletes don't know or understand that depending on how their their crossfit age is or if they've even been educated on that for example i I would not put aaron on a pause front squat program because he does not struggle to come out of the hole Mm -hmm. jenna on the other hand struggles come out of the hole so she needs a pause front squat program two different athletes both want to achieve a better squat, but they require different things, right? Mm-hmm. Once Jenna gets out, I have no doubt that she'll get it. Once Aaron gets out, it's questionable. He just needs more strength in general in that actual traditional lift. It's pretty simple. And so now that, hey, you've given me information, I'm giving you information, we're going to achieve your goal, and that's how you do it. Like, I think a lot of people, when we put our goals up on the board, I see some stuff. It's just you can't knock someone's goals, but you know they don't know they don't know how broad it is, mm-hmm. right? And then it gets. But sometimes I think in the fitness world, people don't think that they can apply the same mechanics to establishing or you know uh, achieving a fitness goal as they would like any other like a career goal or some other life goal. Like you know, Jenna saying, "I want to make a million dollars." Well, there's a process to that. What are you doing? Okay, well, I'm doing this. I'm saving this much money, blah, blah. Okay, well, same thing with your squat goal. Yeah. What else are you doing? You know, just, just saying you want to be stronger, that's pretty vague. It's just like, I want to be rich. Same concept. You could have you could have a great squat, but lack the mobility, mm-hmm. and you're losing, you're you're dumping energy out because your glutes are tight. We and, get and the- you And you keep, and, you're, and, and I think if you're not that savvy, you're like, okay, well, I want to improve my front squat, so I'm just going to keep working on front squat. Right, just, just that's lo- what, lo- load yeah, that bitch up. That's what you think, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. Well, you you want your you know I hear I would hear like it was always in high school. You want your squat to go up, just squat. Yeah, I get that. Like, <laughs> thanks, coach. You know, great job. All right, and I I even seen it back shout then. Out to, shout out to coach. Right, <laughs> we like, all had that coach. Like, you, know, <laughs> you want to get stronger, lift more weights. Okay, okay. coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so stupid, right? <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, I think that what happens is when you when you take these goals that m- you're skipping the steps to, to make them achievable, mm-hmm. you become frustrated because you're not achieving that goal. You're not crossing that off. But you didn't. You want to clean 300, but your current cleans 225. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go from 225 to 300. There's nothing in between. <laughs> it's a pretty large gap, right? Maybe you go. Let's, let's That's when you ask him, how much time do you have? <laughs> Are we talking? Is this your five year plan? <laughs> you know, maybe we do. You're like, no, the open's coming in October, man. <laughs> gotta have that. Gotta have 300 for the open. Uh, but um, I think what happens is you start losing this, you, you become disinterested in your goals because. You you've casted the wrong net. It's mm. you know the net is way too wide. You've got a minnow net trying to capture a great white. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening, right? But if I say, well, I'm going to set some goals in between two twenty five, two seventy five, and three hundred. Now you have waypoints. Okay? Mm-hmm. You start getting close to one, you're going to fight more for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got that crossed off. Go to the next two seventy five. Cool. Now I'm twenty five pounds away. I know what I need to do. Just got to keep grinding, right? That's a different mentality of, hey, I'm two twenty five. Want to get to three hundred. Mm-hmm. Like you said, 75 pounds, that's an astronomical amount of weight. Yeah. Right? To gain. And, uh, but yeah. In a realistic time frame. So gymnastics, I think more of a nemesis for some people than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you have what you're looking for? 
Yeah, why don't you have the gymnastics you're looking for? Oh, so Jenna, ring muscle-ups, right? Or let's go handstand walk. We just, I just put in, made a post about her, about this, right? So talk about that, Jenna. We already know. <laughs> what would what, Rick Terry say? He feels emotionally invested in my handstand walk after <laughs> I posted about it. He's the best. The killer clown. Yeah. Showing some compassion. Yeah. So the big question that I had when her, when Jenna's frustration came to a head, I said, what have you done to, to, to get better? To improve at on that, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> but when you magically need them, you want them just to, like to happen. Yes. Right? Or it's like the person who mm-hmm. gets their first muscle up, like the open's going to be like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I got my muscle I ups. I can't wait. I'm, I got I'm my get... muscle ups. You mean your muscle up? up. Singular. <laughs> Singular. No workout headed or beforehand. Not <laughs> in a fatigue state. <laughs> This doing, is doing this, that shit fresh. This is fresh before you even warm up. Yeah. Oh, I'm great at pull-ups. I can do 30 in a row. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, but what well, about that second round after those <laughs> after 300 double unders? Right. And uh, was it a uh, 35 uh, power snatches at 75 pounds? I'm so excited though, yeah. because I got my bar muscle up. That's a great achievement. Dude, I'm not that? knocking that, but I'm telling you, bro. Like when you got to do it, when it counts, it's not there. What was it eighteen two or whatever the one with all the, with the three hundred double? <laughs> like everybody was worried about oh the muscle ups this blah blah and you were that like was like six hundred you're like bro what about the six hundred yeah, double under yeah. that's <laughs> everybody's thing though those were hard I, I was mean, like, made everything hard I was like that's a good point man <laughs> everybody's that's a looking really good like, point <laughs> everybody's like, oh man that's gonna be I'm like bro you got to get there yeah. like. You got to get there. You got to get there. It's like yeah. six or eight hundred. It was yeah. something stupid. Yeah, don't forget the bar muscle ups and the ring muscle ups on you know especially with that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That so, was yeah. That was nuts. So Jenna, she frustration. She needed it. Didn't have it. It was in the open. Crushed every part of it up to that point, and she's like, "All right, that's it." Right. Mm-hmm. So what'd you start doing? Well, we worked on it for like ten or fifteen minutes, and then I was able to walk my hands a little bit. Then. Um, I would never say that I'm a cherry picker. Like, I feel like there's, like, workouts where I feel like I'm just going to suck. But, obviously, I know that, well, two things. One, I know that I'll get better. But, also, two, just because it looks shitty doesn't mean that's going to be shitty. And just because it looks like it might be fun doesn't mean that it will be fun. Right. Because most of the time, it's the opposite. But, anyways, just keep doing it. Um, so what was one thing that we really had to work on before we wanted you even walk with your hands? Not moving my hands and just balancing. Right. So go inverted and yeah. holding that spot, right? Yeah. And so we have to literally- Squeeze your butt, point your toes. Absolutely. And I would tell her that a hundred times over and she gets so pissed. I am. I, am, I, am. I was like, well, your legs are not- You look like an <laughs> octopus. <laughs> she definitely looks like an octopus, like Medusa. Like it's just like- flailing around and like you got one leg going like one o'clock the other one's going about uh seven o'clock you look like an octopus had sex with a scorpion (laughs) (laughs) but you know what i'm talking about when people are like my uh, my toes are pointed no bro yeah Yeah. well i mean even like the video yesterday that he posted i was like i definitely feel like my legs are way closer Mm -hmm. than they are and, yeah, and, and when, you, when you're using these tools, uh, I mean, video is a good tool because that's yeah. instant feedback and you can't argue it. Yeah. My toes are pointed, but you can, I show you the, I show you the, the Zuckerberg phone and you're like, Oh, Oh, oh. and that's bullshit. Right? Because 
the person watching them do it is saying they're doing it, okay, or not doing it. And they're like, oh, no, I was. I'm like, I think, bitch. like, in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe they're, like, a little bit, but not that. Like, in my head, I'm not thinking that they're that far Oh, I don't trust the coach. I never said that. No, I'm just saying, but that's what I'm thinking is, like, okay, no, I'm I'm making this up, Jenna. I'm just randomly saying, hey, your feet are just all over the place mm-hmm. just because I'm, I want to fuck with like, you. Like, bro, your ankles are in two different time zones. We got to <laughs> tighten that up. I'm a yeah. visual learner anyways. Like, it doesn't even matter what it is. But that's what I'm saying, though, is I can say that, but as soon as I show the phone... Like, oh, okay, you you know what? You were right. But, yeah. And something I learned from, uh, I believe she's the winningest basketball coach, period. Um, men or woman, Pat Summit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Go Vols. Yeah, she, I was listening to an interview with her, and she said one of the things that, like, she had all these blue chip athletes, and they, you know, and she would tell them what to do, and she would get frustrated because she would tell them what to do, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. So one thing she incorporated was... Um, at the end of every half, whenever her players would come off the bench, there was a whiteboard right by the door, and they would write down what they thought they saw mm-hmm. was going wrong with the game. And she said, because she didn't understand what they did or did not know, she was making assumptions did, about yeah. what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. And because she was communicating at a different level with them, everything was a soup sandwich. So yeah. once she got that understanding of what the players were seeing, then she could take her message and translate it into their message and that became a more, and that's when she started just crushing dominating it. because crushing it because now she knew she's speaking to their wavelengths exactly mm-hmm. ex- exactly what she was doing and the same thing with coaching like a coach can tell you hey you're not pointing your toes but if the athlete feels that they feel, are. feels that they are and they don't know what it feels like to point their toes and you're saying you know keep your keep your core tight you know squeeze your butt and you're like I am I am but then and and like you know with weightlifting there's so many. Yeah, like you know, parts, like five thousand cues to 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 the snatch for three know? parts of a lift. Yeah, for yeah for for a two for a point two second lift. Yeah, you but know? he could say like the same thing over and over again, and then one time say something different. And I'm like, oh yeah, duh. Yeah, or even have a different person say the same thing just in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it's just in, so I think communication somewhere falls into this, but also listening <laughs> falls into this as well. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you straight up. What her <laughs> and I'm not saying this to cause a fight between you two. That's okay. You because, don't have to say anything. No, because I've been we married for anyways. 10 years, and I know there's plenty of times when Melissa will tell me the same thing a million times, and someone will say the same exact thing in a different way. I'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Here's the thing. I literally thought she was punking me. Like, she was ta- like she was messing with me, because her legs are so, and like you said, they're in two different time zones. Uh-huh. One's halfway pointed, one's folded in half. Like, I mean... And I'm like, you're telling me you think that your feet are together. Yeah, yeah they're together. Like, bro, like it is so bad. I don't like, are you messing with me? The only manner in which your feet are together is that they are connected to your body. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. So goal setting on that. So we had to start with kickups. She had to hold the, hold the kick up and I did not want her to walk. Right. And what she struggled to do, she struggled to even kick up mm-hmm. and hold a spot, but she wants to walk on her hands. Mm-hmm. She wanted to do a handstand walk before she could even kick up and hold a spot. And I think we see, did we talk about this with muscle ups recently? Like someone doesn't just goes and they, all of a sudden they decide they're going to do a muscle up during the open and they don't even have like a ring dip, a ring dip in there, go up there and they wind up tearing their shoulder because they're trying to get this miracle muscle up. No, thought, but, thought, but I, I, you're, you're right. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's putting the car before the horse. Mm-hmm. She wants, she wants the handstand walk, but she can't even kick up and hold an inverted position. Mm-hmm. 
right? So don't you think you should kind of learn that? But what would she practice? She would practice handstand walks. And what she do, she developed a bad pattern. She had a, a, a lot of people do have a major tendency. They kick up and they move their hands before their feet come over top of their center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you walk your feet away from your hands, your feet fall backwards. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the, the, the momentum, yeah. So it's like someone doing, let's go to double unders. That's more relatable. If you do single, double, double, single, right? And you practice that. What happens when you have to do double, 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 double? You can't. Your timing is all hosed Your timing up. is yeah. messed up. Well, I can do I can do single, single, double, single, single, double, or total bar, swing, swing, kick, swing, swing, kick, swing, swing, kick. If you never practice connecting them and you don't fail a bunch, you're never going to learn how the timing is to connect them. Mm-hmm. Double wonders. If you like, if you come in here, like we're done, we're not doing, I'm going to have to undo that. Had to undo all of her bad you reps of detrain. Someone, yeah, she, yeah. Had, she would kick up, move her hands and fall down, kick mm-hmm. up, move her hands, fall down, kick up, move her hands, fall down, yeah. kick up, move her hands, hold, fall down. Like we had to undo you, all yeah, that. You got to de- untrain that and, and start from the basic, you know, can you hold yourself in an inverted position? And stabilize. And I would say, kick up and do it. What do you think? She'd kick up and she'd move her damn hands. And I'm like, don't walk. Mm-hmm. She'd kick up, move her hands. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't walk. I want you to don't move your hands or we'll even, all fall. If we're not talking about Jenna, but you just talk about an athlete who wants to do a, a handstand walk. Okay, well, can you get inverted? <laughs> I mean, that, that's, a, that's a legitimate question. You that know? is a straight up. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, I think that's a legitimate question because if you, Someone like me who comes from an area of, of sport where I, my feet are never over my head, let alone you on may, my let alone on my back, you know, coming from a wrestling background, like the last place you want to be is on your back. So you know, having to that was like you know, like like uh, eighth grade, you know, eight year old gymnastics. Like I had to learn to yeah. start from a box and kick up and do all this stuff and just get to the point where I can hold myself upside down which, you know, for me is a challenge because I'm just not used to that. It's not a normal thing for me when it comes to sport. So for her, we talked, you know, what don't you have that you're looking for and what have you done to attack it? When I asked her what she's done, she said nothing. But she's like, well, I do practice them. Well, bad practice is bad practice. We've talked about that. So she developed these bad habits. Once we undo those habits and get her to be patient, all right, then we just had these in a workout. They just had it in their workout yesterday where they had to complete a 20-foot unbroken handstand walk, where in the open, she couldn't move four feet. Mm-hmm. She couldn't walk four feet. Like, you could almost literally take hand-hand and then fucking spring yourself across. Dive across. Just get, get her hands four across feet. the line. Yeah. Yes. And um, she was relied on yesterday in their team workout that mm-hmm. she had to do it because it, the way it fell. And she had, she you actually... The, you were the ninja? She only had to do one. She was only prescribed to do one through it, but... The dope, someone tripped up on dubs that someone uh, had to slide in. And then she, I think that was the one where she had to actually take over the handstand walk where mm-hmm. the person picked up the other one mm-hmm. before Jenna had just been sitting there. Like it's, I can't do 20 feet. Yeah. I, you know, she, I, I can do 10 maybe, but I can't do 20. So you have to back it off. Let alone you, fatigue. Yeah. You, you know. want to do a handstand walk. Cool. But let's, let's go to those minor ones. Let's go inverted and hold the spot. So when you set your goals, it's okay to have the long term, but get that short term as well. Mm-hmm. So knowing how to attack the goals, obviously, is probably pretty clutch to all of this. Yeah, um, you know, the small bites of the elephant, uh, setting these waypoints along the path to that longer waypoint. You know, 
I want to do a 20 foot unbroken handstand. Okay. Can you get inverted? Can you stabilize yourself? Can you go five feet? Can you go 10 feet? Can you go 10 feet and stop? Yeah. You know, and just developing up until that you can achieve that goal. Um, <laughs> and the example you have here with not knowing how to set goals is uh, being extremely vague. Um, and, you know, like I'm fat and out of shape. Well, why are you fat and out of shape? Well, I like garbage and I don't exercise. Okay. <laughs> Let's figure that out. Well, you just told me how to fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, often people will tell me their goals and they've just told me how to fix them. I was like, and, okay, are we really having this conversation? And during my career, it was really interesting. Like once I got to that point, because when I was younger, I used to think like all these guys with all these stripes, oh my God, they were just so smart and they, they knew all these things. But as I got to that stage in my career and I was sitting on the other side of that desk and usually when you have these sessions where like you're trying to mentor someone, like within the first five minutes, they tell you all the stuff that they need to do, but they don't hear themselves saying it. Yeah. You know, and obviously I work with these people, so I've, I've observed them and I kind of understand their strengths and their weaknesses. And, you know, sometimes their strength does become a weakness and vice versa. You know, and you just listen to them. You're just, and like, sorry, sorry, Blake. And uh, who else? Ryan, if I'm giving away all your secrets, say if there's any younger Joe's listening. But yeah, most of those guys would tell me what they needed to hear. And I would just regurgitate it to them. And they're like, oh, wow, you know, thanks, Sergeant. You know, I, now, now I know how to attack it. I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't do a yeah. damn thing, so, bro. <laughs> Mo, I'm fat and out of shape. Okay. What would your first question be? How often do you exercise? I don't. Okay. So let's fix that. Okay. And then what would the next question be about my food? <laughs> uh, what do you eat? Uh, Wendy's. Okay. Let's dial that back a little bit. <laughs> all right. Like, Thanks, man. Like all of I've been trying to solve this my whole life. Like, hey, that's, that's what I'm here for, man. <laughs> You know, and then, and then, you know, you look, you look like the hero, you know, and they're like, oh, thank you, Sergeant. I stopped eating Wendy's and I started going to the gym and now I lost like 20 pounds, you know, and I can pass my PT test and, you know, now I might get a chance to get promoted. Hey, you know, good on you. That's all you. That is all you, brother. <laughs> great job, man. Yeah, great job. But, but I couldn't have done it without you. You, oh, no, it you was, motivated it, me. No, nah, it was in you the whole time, man. It was in you the whole time. I'm telling you. I just, I, you know, you knew what, you knew what you needed to hear. I just told you. <laughs> So to, to kind of piggyback back, this on was it. like my Thursday conversation, you know, with my mentors or mentees. Yeah. So if you're, I'm fat and out of shape, I need to work out. And you have to say, why am I fat and out of shape? Mm -hmm. I eat like shit and don't work out. Yeah. It's pretty simple. So how do you fix it? It's a pretty linear relationship. I can't do a handstand walk. Well, can you kick up and stay inverted? Nope. All right. Well, let's okay, start let's with work that. on that. Yeah. This, the, the walk will come, mm -hmm. right? Um, you have a goal. Um, you just choose not to, you know, attack them or you don't have the right direction, you know, or you attack them incorrectly or sometimes, and we, we do get this. Sometimes the athlete thinks they know better than the coach. Um, not trusting the process. I don't, that's huge. I, you know, I don't like to speak in absolute terms, but let's do it. I would like to believe that no coach wants to see an athlete fail. I'm just saying, I, I know there are certain models out there where that is not the case. When they look at this as a source of revenue versus a means of helping people become better versions of themselves. So we're, 
Well, I see, I see the gears turning, bro. Oh no, but I'm saying, but like here, here, you know, with with what we believe in, respectively, you know, I am not going to intentionally sabotage an athlete for the sake of financial gain because yeah. I want to see everybody that trusts me to mentor them through their fitness. I want to see them succeed. I'm going to counter this. And I just told Jenna this not too long ago. There's a point in time where a tactic as a coach, you may need them to fail. And the reality... Take a step back to take a step forward. I want them to fail, not in a malicious way, but so they get fucking checked. Like, hmm. you think that you, you're so good... Okay. And, and you are a good athlete, mm -hmm. but then you, I, when I see people, they kind of lean too much on that. Like, Oh, I'll be, I'll be ready for this competition. I'll be ready for this. But they stop doing the little things, uh -huh. right? They that got them to, they that. got them to yeah. that point and they stopped okay. doing it. And be like, okay, why don't you do an extra work again? But that's not malicious. No, that is a, that is a learning opportunity for that person. And I'm sitting here and I'm already, I'm already knowing what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Cause you've and, seen it before. Yeah. And it's, it's, you get complacent. Right. And you, it's easy to you rely on your talent. Oh, you, you always do well in a competition and maybe the ones you're doing just weren't as uh, like competitive. Mm -hmm. Right. But you got a really big one coming up and you're, you're kind of banking on your past to, <laughs> to it, carry you through the future. It, you, we see it in NFL all the time. Well, no, I, I was, the example I was going to bring up when my son, uh, as a freshman, when he went you know, to camp and I told you, like, I was seeing these other blue chip players that I had seen just run up and down the field, just destroy yeah. it. And then when they got to camp, you know, first game of the season, I asked my son, I was like, hey, where's uh, that homeboy, the the running back, the guy that set all those records? Oh, he, he quit. Yep. Eh? Like, yeah, he, he finally, he had to work. He got work for it. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you, you rely on all those past successes that mm -hmm. when you were, when you didn't have it and you were on the grind and you were trying to get as good as you can be, mm -hmm. and then you had success and you've done well then you start kind of relying on that way too much mm -hmm. to the point where now what I say and what I bring up to them, it doesn't really matter mm -hmm. in the fact of, Hey, what's up? You're not really, you're not putting the extra stuff in. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, be good. I'll be I'll good. good. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, I'll get, I'll, I'll make sure I get it next week or whatever. I'm like, you know, every time, every day that you go by that you don't do that, you're going to fall off because here's Cause what, there's somebody else. Well, let's say <laughs> for example, I truly believe when you do the additional programming that we have, there's a lot of benefits from it. One, you prove your overall fitness, but when you get, when you do more, if it's proper, you become more fit. And when you become more fit, it circles to the next day because now when you get to the, the workout, you can go longer, faster, harder. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because of the actual work you did. So now you, improve your fitness in the what you're improving your capacity to when you go yeah. longer, faster, harder in the, in the water Metcon that day, when you get to the extra work, you go longer, faster, harder. Mm -hmm. It's all exponential. Absolutely. Or you do the off cycle squat program. You roll into the new cycle with a new PR. And now you are plus you hit, just hit a 10, you just hit another 10. So we're plus 20. Okay. In 16 weeks, now, when I go through a new cycle, now I could be at plus another five or 10. Now I'm plus 25 to 30 pounds. Well, if I just skipped that middle part, I'd only been plus 15, right? 
Yeah, it's just all compounding. It's just like investing. When you stop doing that and you remove that, okay, now your nutrition is kind of off. Now you become a little bit more fluffy because your numbers could be based on what you, your work capacity has been, been doing, right? Now your fitness falls off, right? You come in and yeah, you're still in good, doing good in workouts, but it don't matter how good you do here. It's what, it's what other people do. And we've always talked about like, once you get to a certain point, your gains are so incremental, you know, your, your, uh, your realized returns are so minimal that you have to work that much harder to get that one pound or yeah. one second or extra, extra toe to bar or whatever that, whatever that gain is, they're so minimal versus those beginner gains when you're like, Oh, I, I, you know, when I first started, I can only do two pull-ups. Now I'm doing 30. You know, those, those gains, those types of gains aren't coming back. No, you're right. And like, uh, I forget what I was going with this, but, uh, oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I had something really good too, damn it. <laughs> but yeah, it, when you're at that level and you're competitive and you're, you know, reaching that higher echelon of, of ability in order to maintain that, I I guess it'll fall off faster than it'll come back. Like you, like you said previously before, yeah, you, you you lose, you'll lose faster than you will gain. Yeah, absolutely. I think Mm -hmm. so because when, when they've reached and people reach a point that they're they hear you, but they're not listening. It's almost like white man can't jump. They're talking about Jimmy oh, Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix. <laughs> yeah. You're listening, but you ain't hearing the Have music. Have you seen that, Jenna? What? The white man can't jump. But, so, you know, he's really... Wasn't, wasn't his drummer white? Yeah, <laughs> right? His but, whole band was white. <laughs> but that's the point is like... Wait, Jimmy Hendrix isn't white. Just never mind, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Guys... I apologize for Jenna's. He wasn't. I, I, I know Meg's having a stroke right now. <laughs> but it's like sometimes I can be at the whiteboard and I feel like sometimes I'm talking, but then you get asked the same question five or six times what you just covered. And it's kind of like. You said that in the other show. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm kind of like, well, didn't I just cover this? So, but when you, when you start talking and it's not, their focus is off. And when their focus is off, they don't hear every, they hear you, but they don't hear you. That they don't listen. Right. They mm-hmm. hear you, but they don't listen. Like, okay, hey, this is what's up. Like, they start, you start relying on that past. Well, guess who, guess who's pissed off when they don't perform well? Person the, X. The athletes. Yeah. And you know why? Because they do invest time, right? But I think their goal sometimes, if you're as good, if you're as good as Jenna, right? And she's good. There's mm-hmm. people that's better, mm-hmm. right? She See, she thinks she sucks. But- we can still improve. And so her goals, even though they may be a lot different than a lot higher than other people's, it's still relative, right? I still think it's to strength. Someone wants their first pull up. All right. And she wants to do 10 unbroken muscle ups. You know what I mean? That's still relative to her. Mm -hmm. She has a pull up, but like Ruth, Ruth from here, two weeks ago when we had bloody Valentine, she was the only female on their team that could do pull ups. Mm -hmm. And she just got her first one today. We have 60, Two weeks later, we have 60, uh, uh, right, it goes, it was 60 pull-ups, 30 dumbbell box overs, and the remaining 10 minutes, you do max uh, 
uh, lunges, regional standard with one dumbbell above the head, one on the shoulder. Do you not like your athletes? Love them. No. <laughs> Jenna said it wasn't that hard. <laughs> it wasn't. It, doesn't, it actually doesn't sound too horrible. But that you're spitting a lot of work in the short amount of time. She got 24 pull-ups today in three and a half oh, minutes. Oh, no shit. In three and a half minutes. Damn, that's... So I, I cut them off at three and a half if they weren't... Yeah. So I, I, I cut... Modify was the yeah, 40. Time under tension stimulus. Yep. Yeah. Modified the 40 and I said, okay, if we can't reach the 40 in that, we're going to do three and a half minute cutoff because mm-hmm. I want them through... The, I want them in the lunch. So she gets 24 and she's like... <sighs> like I could have got 25. Dude, two weeks ago, you couldn't do one. I definitely couldn't have done that, though. But you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Look how f- two weeks ago couldn't do one. Two years ago, Jenna didn't even think about doing her career as a business mm-hmm. or making her business like this a career thing. Mm-hmm. But fast forward today, she's unhappy with certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Ruth, she has 24 pull-ups. She, <laughs> could be- she didn't do two one, one two weeks ago. She was in the bands. Three weeks ago, she was on a band. Mm-hmm. Bunch <laughs> of ungrateful bitches. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, nah. appreciate. Yeah, realize, actualize your gains, appreciate them, um, respect them. I mean, shit. Like we, we said before, five pounds is five pounds. Yep. You know, twenty five pull, twenty four pull ups is twenty four pull ups. Yeah, especially in two weeks. You yeah, get, like what the hell? Yeah, that's, so, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but sometimes when we set, sometimes we, uh, I guess we can end. We can set goals, but they may be t- too small. Mm. Because yeah. what happens, maybe, I think that's where I was going. Once we achieve something, you say, what's next? Mm-hmm. I want to do 11 muscle-ups. <laughs> She's got one. I'm ready to 11. But sometimes we set them to, so yeah. if, we, if we accomplish our goals, we can get overconfident. If we go overconfident, we lose that, that, like that competitive that, that edge. Com- you lose the edge of that desire to get it, mm-hmm. right? To get the one, you did all this, mm-hmm. Okay. But if we set them too short, then we lose that competitive edge to ourselves and we stop doing the grunt work that it's going to take. Holding position. I make sure uh, Ruth had really tight lats. I think that was a big inhibitor for her. Extremely tight lats, a lot of of energy dumping out of that that kip. Mm. Focus on uh, fixing her lats, staying tight in the scapular position, like really tightening up her kip, like, you know, things like that. If you stop doing the small things, putting the hours in it took to take care of her lats to help get her into a better position on the rig to, you know, being very patient on the, on the bands, realizing that her shoulder just was not ready for that. Mm-hmm. Putting in all the work for months now has equated to this. If she skipped all that, she'd still be on the bands right now. She would not have got 24 pull-ups in three and a half minutes. Yeah. Respect the games. Respect them. Respect them. <laughs> Jenna needs like food, a guys. bad echo. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> That brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. I'm Bro and I'm out. Bye. I'm Jenna. I'm an owl. And I'm out. You're an owl? <laughs> I can do that sound. Who wants that one? Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. The average hot dog machine will have 547,500 wieners in, in it and its catch and, four, and catch 4,000 gallons of juice in a trap during its lifetime. Just like your mom. <laughs> Yo, mama. Pablo Broscopar. <laughs>
I think he is the chopper. All I have in this world is my word and my balls. Do, do you know that, Jeremy? <laughs> you know where that comes from? Nope. And I don't break them for no one. Tony Montana. Something like that? Dude, if you ever look for someone, just go to their home. Like, everybody always goes home. You know why? Because- At some point, yeah, you're right. They you are do, right. They, they feel comfortable there. Yeah. Yeah, he was John a gangster. Dillinger. He's a gangster, bro. Yeah. Um, my grandma told me that, so it was her dad. He owned a jewelry shop in Piqua. Piqua. Um, oh, someone called me about a wedding in Cast Town. Really? I was like, hey, I know somebody from Cast Town. <laughs> I'm sure you know her. <laughs> but she said that the guy's name was Piggy Piles, and he said that he was going to cut my grandpa's fingers off, or cut the jewels off of my grandpa's fingers if he didn't give them to him. Yeah. It's pretty... It's pretty thugnificent. It was in the paper. That's gangster. I have a paper like clipping you. of it.